What's up, awesome baddies? Welcome to episode 96. If you're surprised that we made it this far, so are we. <laughs> Welcome Woo-hoo! back. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? It's Shannon and Gail. Welcome back to America. Hi, thank you. Um, and if you're tuning in, welcome back to Drinkity Dinkity. And if you don't know what we're talking about, she said welcome back to America to me, <laughs> yeah. not to the people listening to this, if, if there was any confusion. Unless you also went to London, which in that case, welcome back. I can't focus because Peter is eating pad thai in the office or Cajun chicken and it smells so freaking good. I'm so hungry. But what were we talking about? We well, how was the food in London? Um, it was delicious. When what? people say that London has like the worst cuisine. You said that last episode. <laughs> that, that was you. I feel like all I do is contradict myself. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever had a genuine thought or said <laughs> anything that I like could stand behind that <laughs> I didn't end up later looking back and it's called growth. Op- it's growth. No. Okay. So what do they have to eat? London. Like I didn't eat a lot of traditional like English food. You, what is English food? Like, I don't really know. Like, I'm not... <laughs> Good. Like, haggis? Is that is that Irish? Like mashed potatoes and beans? Like fish and chips. I'm not sitting there eating... That's a London f- item? Fish and chips is British. Or like, what? what is it? Like something pudding? Like blood pudding? Banana pudding? Rice I don't, pudding? Rice. I, don't, I feel like their traditional cuisine usually gets a lot of hate. Like, I think I did have some traditional British things that I thought were good. But I also feel like they just have so much culture that, like, the food is so good. Like, their Indian food is amazing. Okay. Dishoom in London is, like, one of the best restaurants, best meals I've had in my entire life. Wow. Like, every time I go to London, I get Indian food. Okay. Really nice Indian restaurants. I'm here for it. They have a lot of vegetarian options. They do. Indian food, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I thought everything that I had there was delicious. I don't really know like what cuisine it was, but it, I thought it was all A1. I was very happy. Well, last episode, you also said you didn't, you've didn't. you never had mulled wine, and I saw you had mulled wine. I did. I specifically got it because- No, you didn't. Really? Because you talked to- Well, did they also, like in London, like it's cold there like it is in Boston, but the difference is that like you go to a pub and- People are like, let's sit outside. I'm like, what do you mean let's sit outside? It's like literally 20 degrees out. And they're like, let's just sit outside. Like, that's cool. It's like good for you. I was like, I don't think that's good for you. So we're sitting outside or like people will go outside. I think it's because a lot of people smoke, but you'll go to a pub and like you're like right downtown. And there's like the big section outside that like I would assume people would sit in in the summer and everyone's out there. It's like packed and it's freezing. I was like wearing a winter like parka and I was still so cold. So I was literally chugging mulled wine just to like get some like heat in my body because I thought my like fingers were gonna fall off. Meanwhile, I'm from Boston and I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm weakling. I'm supposed to be tough. And the rest of these people were just, like this one girl was wearing a jean jacket and she was fine. And I was suffering, but the mulled wine was very good. You liked it? Yes. Would you order it here in the States? Yeah. Okay, good. I like, it was almost like a sangria. I mean, yeah, kinda, just hot. Like, Like a hot sangria. Yeah. Hot yep. and dangerous. Yep. No, but it was so fun. Like, I think... Give me your high and low. My high and low. Whatever they call that. Honestly. Your don't. valley and your peak. I honestly just thought the whole trip was amazing. Um, 
I think my high was like, so in in London, there's like a big insurance presence. Um, it's like an insurance hub, which I didn't really know because my friend works in insurance. Like insurance, there's a bunch of insurance companies. Yeah, like I think it's like a hub for insurance, like oh. in London. And at least one of the major ones in the world. I don't know if it's like the one in the world, but it's one of the major, like in Boston, like you would say like, it's a big like healthcare. tech hub and oh. healthcare <laughs> or healthcare and like biosciences and like a bunch of different things. Got but it. I think that in London, it's insurance. So I met up with my friend after she'd go to work and we'd go to this like one street that like I called Diagon Alley, even though it wasn't Diagon Alley. <laughs> and it had like 15 bars on it. And like everyone from insurance like goes out like almost every single night during the week to get drinks after work. And <laughs> everyone, it's like, everyone just like, I don't know. They wear like suits and they look so cute. And I met up with her friends and we just like went from like place to place and hopped around. And it was just like so fun. My low, I don't, I don't know my low. Any travel, uh, Meltdowns. My flight was delayed on the way back. I guess that a was lot. a low. No. They made up time in the air. They usually do. Honestly, though, like, I just, like, highly recommend it, like, regardless of where you go. Um, I think I said this on the podcast last week, but I was visiting my best friend that lives there, and she, like, couldn't get work off. So she would go to work, like, every day, and I would spend the day, like, exploring the city by myself. And there was just something the very, like nice about that like kind of like taking the tube around like doing public transit like Mm -hmm. as if you live there um I just like really really enjoyed like just spending time like on my own doing that and I also would like to uh, personally apologize um to Taylor Swift because (laughs) I know that a few like weeks ago or like a month ago now I said that she like is like over the hill (laughs) and her music hasn't been good as good over the past few years but like I listened to the Midnight's album, but I don't think I like really listened before until this trip because I literally would walk around my AirPods on listening to it. And it was like amazing. Like I was like, wait, this album is so good. I literally just, everything I say, I contradict. Like yep. it might be like my favorite album by her. It was just like so magical. Oh my and, like, God, I thought I you were like, going to say ever. Like by, by her. her. One of my favorites, like top three. Like I just was walking around the city listening to it and it was just like so romantic. London during Christmas is like also just like so cute, Christmassy, and just like everything was so magical. So Taylor, I'm sorry. I just did, think did you like it enough to pay 90k for a ticket at Gillette? I don't know about 90k. Like that might be <laughs> slightly going over, right. Like that might be like you know uh, like approaching like uh <laughs> <laughs> like surpassing like a wedding budget. But like I would consider it like maybe less. Maybe like drop like the. Then a few zero, couples, like yeah. a zero or two. Like 900. Or like 90. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. I Good still can't luck. believe that's happening. Um, but yeah, I just feel like she's like very, like I feel like she's always saying about the things that we all think, but now she's like older and wiser and like it has more life experience. And I didn't realize it, but I was like, wow, like there's some like depth to the songs. I still haven't gave it a, a listen. The depths of my knowledge of the album is whatever is on TikTok. I oh. I just honestly, okay, Spotify wrapped. Also before I move on. I can't on, talk about Spotify wrapped again. Where's my magnet? What magnet? What magnet? Did I not ask for a magnet last episode? Oh, from London. <laughs> you forgot. No, actually I have something small for you. You freaking liar. I didn't get liar, you a magnet on though. fire. I thought you meant a like <laughs> 
Spotify wrapped magnet. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you didn't get one in the mail from Spotify? No. No, because I don't have Spotify. I every know. Year. I know. We do this every year. Every year. Team Apple and every year, I don't care what people listen to the most. Like, I just like, I don't know if I could see myself getting to a place where I'm like, wow, that really interests me that you're in the top 5% of Drake listeners. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Also, that'd probably be really hard to do because I feel like everyone listens to Drake. I always get top something percent for Chelsea Cutler, but my Spotify wrapped came out and it tells you how many minutes you've listened that entire year. Oh. And mine was like embarrassingly low. And I've noticed low? that. Yes. For Spotify? Or for- Like just like in past years of how many minutes I've listened to, like I think I was like sub 10. I think I was like 9,000. Peter, do you have Spotify? Wait, ten. Yeah, he's like mid chew. Peter, do, hey, what Peter, was? How many I, minutes did you Peter, have? Sorry to disturb you. Mine was um, in like the fifty thousand. Yeah, hours that, range. fifty thousand. That's normal. Fifty thousand what hours? Minutes. Hours. Oh, it's. I thought oh, it was minutes. minutes? Oh. I, I think it's minutes. Yeah, I'll try to pull it up. But like, Wait, I fifty thousand minutes. I feel like isn't a lot. But I also don't know how many. What is that song? It's like I 10, haven't 000, seen twenty four hundred six hundred <laughs> minutes. I don't really know where to find it anymore. How oh, that's a damn shame. Okay, well, okay, 50,000 minutes is 833 hours. Wait, what is? What? 50,000 minutes is 833 hours. How like, many how, hours like in a year? I feel like that's... <laughs> There's 8,760 hours in a year. In daylights. Peter's finding out for us. Oh, it's going to be like so underwhelming coffee. once I find this out. 10,000, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I only got 19,547. Nine, and you're a DJ? Yeah. Well, I actually listen to SoundCloud more than Spotify. Oh, okay. That's 19, fair. 19,000 what? Minutes. 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 Yeah, it is minutes. Yeah. But, okay. So it was low, but like why? Okay. But I've... I used to be like every single Friday, I would never miss a new new music Friday. I would always listen to it and like add new music to my playlist and whatever. But I don't know what it is the past year. I just haven't been listening to music. I feel like and maybe that's why I'm like so moody. Angry? Yeah. Wait. So I don't, I'm not even thinking about new music Friday or adding new but music. Just music but like, in general. I listen to like, I feel like I could listen to like the same 10 songs. Like even if I've had them for years, like you don't just like listen to like your whole library all the time. Oh, normally when I listen to music, yes. But I just haven't been, I feel like podcasts I listen to on Apple. So it wouldn't really like, I didn't even have a podcast section on my Spotify rap this year. Cause I don't think I listen to enough podcasts. I think you have to listen to like five for it to show or something. But I didn't, I just, I don't know. I just listen to podcasts and I feel like, I love podcasts, don't get me wrong. I am biased, but I feel like there's something about listening to music that can just put me in such a good mood. Yeah, same. So you just like sit there in silence? No, I listen to podcasts. Okay. And I usually end up depressed. Right. After listening. Why do you get depressed after listening to podcasts? Like, I'm like our podcast? No, God, no. <laughs> God, no. No, she doesn't listen to that. I, I don't know. I listen to podcasts and it makes me like, sometimes I listen to like all these like, podcast i'm not gonna shout any of them out because i do love them all abby's like here are the 10 podcasts that make me feel really depressed well no like they'll have on like really good guests and stuff and then it makes me feel like shit about my life or myself because i'm like oh like they have their their life together like whatever this that the other thing um okay i get that 
So sometimes I like list, finish listen, listening to podcasts. And I'm like, that's kind of like TikTok though. Like my sister de- like deleted TikTok because she was like, I really? just am so sick of seeing. Yeah, because everyone's going to put their best foot forward on TikTok, just like Instagram. Mm-hmm. Except like with Instagram, it's like the, really all you're up against is like some bitch that looks better than you in a bikini, which like, yeah. that's fine. Like, you know, good, good it for is her. What it is. But I think with TikTok, it hits you on a personal level where it's like, here's this girl that looks good in a bikini. And her closet's more organized than you. And her boyfriend makes more money than your boyfriend. <laughs> and like she has nicer hair. And, and the list goes has, on and on. You know, seven ta- seven cats and she travels every week. Like it's everything. <laughs> and you're kind of just like, I think Bianca was like, yeah, like I don't think I need to see that like every single day. Like it wasn't like making me happy, which That's I think huge. is interesting because I think it probably doesn't make any of us happy. No. If we were to like really think about it. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think we think it makes us happy, like short term. So just like delete all your social media and you'll be fine. Except oh my God, for- I can't be alone with my thoughts. What are you, nuts? I mean, I'm a, I'm a music person, I but know. like drive, to, but I also drive to work. That's true. So when you go to work, you listen to pod, like to yeah. podcasts. Okay. I do that sometimes in the morning. At night, I need to be jamming out. I need to start listening to music again. I really do. I think it would make the world of a difference. Yeah. But- Whatever. In other news, um, yesterday I received my GI map in the mail. Ooh. First of all, nothing discreet about it. I walked into my mail room and there's the box. Literally says on the outside of the box, GI map, stool analysis, whatever it is. And I was like, on- thanks. Thanks oh, for a- calling me out. Thanks for letting everyone in my building know that I have issues. Wait, that's so interesting. I feel right? it would be like inside of a package. No, I wish I took a picture of it because it was like very much not. Ni- oh, I did. <laughs> it says GI map, GI microbial. Oh, it didn't, but like it didn't come inside of another bag. Nope. It came just like that. And then just it's like, like out on the front and all the sides, it's just everything. Stool collection kit. Like, are you kidding me? Whatever. So I get the box and immediately I have to rip it open. I bring it upstairs. I read the instructions. I'm absolutely traumatized. I know. It's very like graphic. I, okay. I just thought I would do my thing and a little thing and then ship it off. Mm-mm. 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 They, I'm going to make this short and sweet. They want you to do your thing into basically a container that looks like it was served, like you would serve French fries at a carnival in. Like, like, like I, identical to that. So that's just ruined French fries for me for forever. It's like the little, whatever. And then and you then, just ruined French fries for like most people forever. <laughs> Good, because it ruined it for me. Um, so you do that. And then I thought that would be it. That'd be the extent of it. Put it in a vial, ship it off. No, no, no. I don't, I didn't see if they gave me a little shovel, but you're supposed to take out four, like, a sample from four different sections and then put it in the vial. What? And then shake you it. want me to inspect it and, and, and look at it longer than 10 seconds? No. Mm-mm. And I'm waiting for a day that I'm working from home, home alone. No, because I just don't know if Mr. Man saw me like inspecting my poop. Like, I just don't think our relationship would survive. I don't think any relationship would survive that. I know. You know? I'm like, like you don't you think you're close to someone you think you love them but like uh-uh. I don't know I, I really wish it's a good thing like I already paid because I think if I knew that it would require doing that I don't think I would have done it really yeah I'm scared 
yeah it's definitely like very graphic i wish i could like just go to a lab and do it now i know and pay for and someone just, like, to have do someone it. else deal with it and like not do it yourself yeah and like have to deal with like but i'm telling myself this is what is it called short-term pain for long-term gain there you go so as my mom always said no pain no game I, I will be I will be home alone Friday during the day, so I might have a mental breakdown. We'll circle back next week. Okay, so speaking of like weird like stuff like that, since we're like trying to be super healthy, wasn't like twenty twenty three supposed to be the year of like health and stuff? And I feel like we did nothing. Twenty twenty four. Oh my god, you're living in the future. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Holy shit! Do you think there's a chance I'm from the future? That's scary. Okay, so 2022 is supposed to be like our year of like health mm -hmm. and it didn't happen. So I think it's like 2023 now, you know, yeah. like what you can't do this year, do next you year. You push over I to next like year. I think like Benjamin Franklin said that one. <laughs> yeah, totally. What you're too fucking stupid and lazy to do this year, you can always do next year. You can always do it. You, but like you hope, like you hope. You would hope, but like honestly, Fingers like, crossed. there's things that I've been working on accomplishing in my life for years now. And like, do I you just, think it's really gonna I'm happen? So, <laughs> like, I'm like reaching a point where I'm like, it might not happen. And like looking at myself in the mirror and like having to like stomach that, like live with that every that you're day. That failure. hurts. <laughs> It hurts. Anyways, uh. so like I got, I did like this allergy test thing. Uh -huh. It was and blood, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. So <laughs> I got it done. I went to like this lab. They drew like a ton of my blood, which I was like, okay, I thought it was They're definitely little, selling like, some of it. Right? Like on the yeah. black, that's what my initial yeah. thought was, was black market. Because I thought it'd be like one of those little prick thingies. No, like vials of my blood. I was like, what the hell are you guys doing with this? But like, fine. Um, <laughs> Take it. I also don't know what type of like blood type I am. So me neither. I want to know. I like wish there was like, an easy way to know, but um, I got it done and I had all these like results come back and like I said I was like really allergic to apples and corn, which I was like okay, oh like, weird. Um, but I don't really eat that stuff anyways. I went through everything. I am allergic to chicken and I'm also allergic to coffee. And when I saw the word coffee pop up, I am not kidding you when I said that when I say that like I regretted it instantly. <laughs> I wish oh, I didn't no. know and I wish I could go through life like pretending like it wasn't happening. Wait, you are like, like there's not blood in your veins. There's like coffee. Like you are like a four cup a day gal. For those of you that know me personally, like I am severely addicted to coffee. Like it's not. Oh, it's, you've mentioned it on the pod. Like, it's not like a, like, oh, like Shannon goes for a coffee once a day. Like I wake up, I make myself an espresso. I drive to work, like barely hanging on. I get to the office and make a second coffee like I have a third before lunch and maybe if I'm feeling crazy I'll have another one like I, I know it's bad I like to be high energy I like <laughs> to be caffeinated like I understand it's probably a drug I know I sound like an addict but like it makes me happy so when I saw that I was talking to the practitioner that like administered the tests and I was like, listen, this is just isn't really gonna work like coffee <laughs> I'll cut out everything else I'm just probably not gonna do the coffee because I don't know if I don't know if you know this, but like ever since I was 14 and like probably stunted my growth and started drinking coffee in <laughs> high school, like I have not gone more than like 12 hours without a coffee. Like I'm a I'm obsessed with it. And she was like, "Well, did you ever think about the fact that like, maybe that's like your problem?" <laughs> did she really say that? <laughs> like in a nicer Nicely. way. But she was like, "Well, if like, you oh. have like a reaction to something and you have like you're living off of it every single day of your life, weekends, nights doesn't matter. Like, do you think that maybe like." you know, just continually putting that in your body could be causing issues. And I was like, okay, true, fair. So I found this out yesterday 
And I like had one coffee early yesterday morning before I found out. Then I found out. Then I was like, all right, I'm gonna be good. I didn't have any coffee for the rest of the day. Wake Did up. Did you spiral? I, I was spiraling. I would spiral. I was like upset because I also just get joy from like walking, getting Starbucks, a coffee. Yeah. I love my espresso machine. There's just like things in life that oh. matter. And this is one of them, which I know sounds really stupid, but for me, it's my truth. Um, <laughs> but I woke up today. I went and got like a bunch of matcha from like Whole Foods last night. I made myself a matcha latte this morning. I was like, this is super cute, trendy. Like I'll be totally fine. I have to cut it out for three months, like cold turkey, like completely cut it out for three months. So I, oh, and then she told me, she was like, some people need to wean off of it. Like they can't go cold turkey. And I was like, yeah, but I'm tough. Like I've got this. So I just cut it out, made myself my matcha, had a second matcha today at 11. I'm not kidding when I tell you that I've never felt like I, I started falling asleep, like at my desk, like at work. Like I was like mid conversation with someone like completely like couldn't speak. I got a headache and I was like nauseous. I thought I was going to throw up. I had like the shakes and I was like, what is going on? And it was from the withdrawal, withdrawal from, and it's literally day one. And then, so I made myself a third matcha to hold me over and it lasted like two hours. And then like when I was driving to the studio, I called Michael and I was like, I don't know if I should be behind a vehicle because I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> like I'm like not okay. And I feel like I'm going to throw up. So I don't really know what to do. I think you should wean yourself off. Wean off. Yeah. I, one summer when I was in college, I gave up coffee. I don't know why. And it gave me ocular migraines. What? Mm -hmm. By giving them up. And mm -hmm. then don't you still get those? Um, If you don't have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get them like once a year. Okay. But like I had never gotten them that many times in the small amount of time. And so it that's was scary. Lack of, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen to you, but like caffeine withdrawal, I mean, it literally is a drug. It, it's, it's a real was, thing. Yeah. I was like my trainer about it and he was like, no, you should never do that. It's in a legitimate drug. Like it's yeah. actually like, it's no joke, but we'll see health journey, wellness, oh all the things. I'm really sorry for you. It's okay. I can't wait to see what happens to you. You can like pick up tea <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's the thing about me though, is that the only reason why I'm a vegetarian is because I am like low key stubborn and competitive with myself. And it all turned into like a, let's see how long I can go with that. And here we are uh, 11 years later Oh, with no meat. With no meat. And sometimes I wonder why. Just like why? Like why do I do it to yeah. myself? But there's no going back now. Yeah. So we'll see. I feel like they're going to come back and tell me that I'm allergic to... Oh God, I don't know. I'm allergic to chickpeas. <gasps> no, really? I eat chickpeas probably every day. Yeah, so you're probably allergic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I question those allergy tests sometimes. I know. Like, I'm hoping that you have a false positive. I don't know. They took a lot of my blood and they did a bunch of weird <laughs> shit to me. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Okay, people have lost their mind. Maybe more than you. Maybe more um, than us. Us. Us, yeah. You're the one that's going to be shoveling your poop into a bag. Like, I, I think that we're <sighs> both know. in the crazy train. I know. Not as crazy as the people that are using their menstruation blood as a face mask. That can't be true. Um, okay. I like, actually don't believe this one. I feel like it's a rumor and a conspiracy. E! News posted about it and it's the new TikTok trend. And I will say, I have not seen it on my For You page once. Thank God. Because well, I think I would- thank God, because what sort of content would you have to watch for that to be popping up on your For You page? True, good point. That is disgusting. Maybe like skincare or something. Who know. the hell thought of that? So people just like are doing this and they're showing it on the internet. Like you have, mm -hmm. like you're seeing it. 
Okay, so I did. Okay, so it's TikTok's hashtag, hashtag period face mask. It's reached Ew. more than six billion views. Who is this person? Is it one person? There's like no, there's group. multiple. There's a whole group of them. <laughs> there always is. Oh my God, ew. I know. <laughs> I I could see like one insane person. Okay, but you, okay, so you've gotten the vampire facial before, right? No. No? No, I Something got the, the other thing, the PLP, which is like the same idea. Like they take your blood, blood. out. Yeah. But like they, for mine, they take like the plasma out of your blood. They don't just like take your blood and gob it all over your face. They like inject the plasma from your blood like into certain areas. So what's it's the vampire some, facial? I think the vampire facial is when they literally give you a facial with your blood. I think. Like I don't know if they just like put Where it does on the your blood face. come from though? Do we know? They like I'm pretty from sure your... they like draw your blood. Oh. Okay. And then they like so put it just... on your face. And I don't know if they like inject it into your face or if they just like maybe they do like microneedling and then like throw the blood in there. Like I don't I think it's supposed to like create like cell turnover or something like that's the point of the vampire facial okay i don't know if it actually works would you ever do it the vampire one yeah like i i would do i was just gonna say i'd do anything i would, would not <laughs> do this. this but yeah sure i guess if it worked i don't know if it worked. so this one is pretty much guaranteed to not work um dr gita i don't yadav a board certified dermatologist which means She's legit. Said the biggest difference here is that period blood is not collected hygienically or processed properly for it to be delivered back to the skin in a useful way. So I think if you've done this or you've thought about doing this, honestly, don't. Um, and seek help. Yeah. I, I, I mean, feel like it's one I'm of those sorry. Things. Like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But like, <laughs> it, like, I'm sorry, but girls, like it, it, it's not the same thing. Like I, mm -mm. I, I just like, I think you kind of know that as uh, from a young age, I feel like it does not, nothing else really needs to be said other than it's not the same thing. And then like, whatever, like, I don't know if like the initial thought was like trying to save money and maybe like just <laughs> do I want Ew. <laughs> like, is that what you don't have to go and get it done? Cause I'm pretty sure a vampire facial, like you have to get your expensive. blood drawn. I think, yeah, it's expensive. Like you have to get it done. I just like, oh. there's just no, there's no need. Just like, I think some mystery as a, as a woman would be great. Like a, some level, like a small shred of, of mystery. Like some things that maybe we don't put on the internet every now and then. Like I yeah. get it. I, I get that it's 2024 or six or whatever, <laughs> but like just maybe, too. maybe a few things. I know. I, I don't know if people are, are just faking it. I mean, it could be fake for, it could be for attention. People are lonely, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're freaking lonely. Um, okay. Let's move on. Yeah. Our Basil was in Miami this week. It just ended. And I love a good art piece. You know, you do. I've always said that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciate art. You're really just like into no, but like, I think culture, uh, I really do though. No, I don't I know, know anything do. about it. Like I'm, I almost failed art in eighth grade. Oh, because I couldn't draw what I needed to draw. I, I didn't understand the assignment. Oh. I just, whatever. I had this girl who was nasty at drawing do all my work for but me. But you've always had an appreciation for the art. I have an appreciation. Yes. Um, that is on my bucket list to go to Art Basel one day. I'm lucky girl syndroming that right now. It's okay. going to happen. But and you're going to bring me. Yeah, you'll be right there. Um, one piece in particular by the art collective MSCH, 
Oh, damn it. It looks C-H-F. like mischief. I know, doesn't it? Oh, maybe that, that's what they're going for. Probably not. I'm probably being really ignorant because I bet they're a huge art collective and I just don't know. Um, they developed an ATM leaderboard for their presentation at, mm, per, see, here I go. Peritons. Peritons booth at Art Basel that is designed to announce users' bank account balances on the leaderboard. So basically, you walk up to this ATM, you put your card in, it takes a picture of you, and it captures how much money is actually in your bank account. So like you put your deb- debit card in there, I'm assuming? Yes. And then it tells you how much is in your bank account. Correct. So there are celebrities out there that, that walk around with debit cards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Okay. I guess. Yeah. So you put your ATM card in there and then takes a picture of you and like presents like in front of like, I'm sure a lot of people. Anyone can see it. So basically. Where was it? Like on, it was on display. So anyone that walked by could see this. Uh huh. Yep. Literally okay. anyone, anyone could go up to it and do it. So once it takes that picture of you, it ranks you from obviously the most amount of money to the least amount of money, which is like. That's sad. Right. Um, and so basically throughout the day, it's just on a loop, adding more people, putting it in order from highest to lowest. And for a while, Diplo was actually number one. He had $3 million in his bank account. And I thought it was interesting because he was gloating about it. He was like posting it on Instagram saying, I just want Art Basel. Um, and now he's in third place. Why are people so weird? Like you're a celebrity. Obviously you have a lot of money. Like, is that supposed to be a secret? We but like also... Just because you have $3 million in your bank account, like that doesn't mean necessarily that like, obviously that's a shit ton of money, but like someone in there that has $500,000 in their bank account might have millions in stocks and investments and in assets. Yeah. Like I do think though that it's impressive to have that much like oh, physical uh, cash absolutely. on hand, like not in other stuff. Cause I feel like a lot of people who make a lot of money are also in a lot of debt. Absolutely. So that is impressive, but like, I agree with you, but also like, I think it's funny to brag about having a lot of money when like, obviously you do. Right. Well, everyone in the comments was saying like, imagine a good DJ actually did that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Ooh, I like Diplo, but whatever. Um, someone took second place with 5 million in their bank account. Wait a damn minute. My math ain't math. And, And now there's a winner with number one who even has more than that. So I just think it's funny because, Money talks, wealth whispers. Wealth whispers. Because the people who were higher, they're no named. They're no named. No one knows who it is. No, they they're like not celebrities, right? Well, I'm sure people. I don't know that. Obviously, people know because I'm sure but their face like, is on have... the thing. But it's it wasn't in any article that I found. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And someone actually purchased the ATM for seventy five thousand dollars. Wow. And I'm like, what are you gonna do with that? Just like bring all your friends over and like see who has the most money, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you can't enter if you're paw. You can't. You look paw. I think it was honestly a really cool social experiment because one of the, I'm going to go with mischief members. I know it's not that, but one it of It just sounds so cute. Though. I know. One of the mischief members <laughs> figured that, you know, people would be really flashy and like want to do this. But what 
actually happened is that a lot of people hesitated to do it and like you kind of like just stand there and you think like oh like do I want to do this do I want to not do that like it's actually kind of tacky if you're like gloating about how much money you have um yeah there's nothing worse than someone that gloats about how much money they have I hate that that's literally my biggest pet peeve like that is my number one ick it is an ick it's a turn off like you have like like at any stage in life, like you could be in high school and you're dating, like you go on a date with a guy that like whips out his wallet and like has to like make it a point that I just hate that. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. And the wealthiest man, you know what? He's not carrying around a Louis Vuitton duffel bag at the airport. No, He's not dripping, like he's dripping in designer, but he's not dripping in like designer logos. At least that's what we would know. Exactly. He's probably yeah. like dripping in stuff that's like very comfy and expensive, but like not even brands that we know. It, yeah, it's brands that we don't know. But like, again, like you're not going to see him with freaking, what are those golden goose sneakers? It's just not obvious. No, I completely agree. I also do, it makes sense to me though why people hesitated because I think about like, when people are like that wealthy, like I'm assuming most of like the clientele that was going here was like mm-hmm. extremely wealthy. Like it probably is like a weird contest. And like, yes, a lot of these people make a lot of money, but they spend a lot of money too. So I'm sure there were some people that are like, well, what if I only have like, you know, I have a million dollars in my bank account, but like, what if that's actually not a lot compared to like my peers who might right. have more? Like in our mind as like average people, like obviously the thought of having like $3 million in your bank account, like cash like on hand is in, an insane thought. But for people at that level, I almost feel like there's that like insecurity that like, which is funny to see people like that insecure, but like people who are like the uber rich, uber famous, uber wealthy, whatever, like they might've been insecure. Like, well, what if I actually don't have a lot of money compared to these people? Right. Cause everything's like so relative. And money is such a taboo topic. Like we're we're taught to not talk about like your salary. Like you're not supposed to talk about your salary with your coworkers, which, you know, could end up hurting you because you could be making more if you had just talked to your coworker and found out that, you know, they're doing the same job for maybe 10 K more and you wouldn't know unless you asked, but society has made that frowned upon really just a way to (laughs) keep more money in their pockets. Um, So I feel like people aren't going to be as, you know, jumping to do this trend unless, well, not trend, to do this, whatever, art piece, unless they're pretty confident that they're they comfortable ha- yeah, with that what they, they have. Yeah, they have a lot of money in the, the bank. Yeah. Side note, I can't stand when, like, you know, like, those people in your life that, like, all they do is talk about money all the time. No. Whether, like, it means, like, having, like, not a lot of it or, mm-hmm. like, how expensive things are all the time. I, like, cannot handle that. I feel like we spend so much time talking about money. And I feel like it's so boring. I that was just like a weird aside. I would just, I don't know who you're hanging with, but my people. Just like, <laughs> no, just like randomly, like, oh wait, everything is about money. Like, I don't even, yeah. like not, not like that they have a lot, just like in general, like constantly it's like. Well, cause I feel money. like money is such, everyone has different views on money. Like some people are like money can't like the, like, can't, do you believe money can buy happiness? No. I, I say yes. <laughs> I do think money can buy happiness to a degree. Like if all of your bills are paid, you're out of debt, you, you have everything you need, like that can, that can bring happiness. It's whether or not like material items bring happiness to you. I feel like that's the question. Yeah. Like what you do with your money. Like, I, I mean, I would say like someone with all their bills paid gets to go on, you know, one or two vacations a year, isn't worried about living paycheck to paycheck. 
they're probably a little bit happier than someone that is living paycheck to paycheck. But everyone has different views on it. Yeah. I also think it depends on like what matters to you. Yeah. Like there are people that like can be comfortable. Well, there are people that like don't worry about money, but they're like other things that they're so upset about and yeah. hyper focused on too. That like money isn't like a thing. And there's other people that like don't have a lot of money, but they like, that's not the thing that they're like super focused on. So it doesn't matter to them. But I do know what you mean about like comfortability. Yeah. I also like how I literally just said, I can't say when people talk about money all the time. And then we've just been talking about money for the past like 15 <laughs> minutes. So maybe we should move on. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I have another thing. Spe- speaking of things that I got wrong last year. Um, this is the year of self-reflection. Oh, realizing. Last year I sat down here in December and I talked about, holiday movies that everyone likes that I think really suck. And the number one on my list was The Holiday. And I said that it was like a horrible movie and it was stupid and slow and Jack Black and it just like isn't doing it for me, Wait, which I do still kind of agree with. I was just going to say, remind me who's in that. Jack, Jack Black, Black and what's her face in the other one, Kate Winslet. And why am I literally drawing a blank on her name? Like she's blonde and pretty and Nancy. What? I don't Nicole know. Kidman. No. I don't know the movie either. Was, I just I just dark. Googled it. It says Nancy Myers shuts down rumors of the holiday sequel. Ooh. Maybe she's a director. I have no idea. Um, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Uh, duh. Yes. A Charlie's Angel. Um, I can't believe I forgot her name. But um it just like and 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 what's his face? <laughs> I mean, I still don't know the movie, so now <laughs> Wait, you've never seen it? it? You've never seen the movie, Peter? I don't think so. Oh, uh, yeah, Hugh, no, Jude Law. Oh, Jude Law. Who the hell is Jude Law? Um, what? <clears throat> Jude Some, like, British Law. guy. Right? Jude Law in that movie is everything. Jude Law. He's in... Mm, I haven't seen anything else of his. Anyway, okay, just what's your point? moral of the story. Last year, <laughs> I was talking about how stupid the movie is. I rewatched it this year on my plane ride home from London. I was definitely overserved. By the way, like when you fly an international, they still treat you like a queen. You get like two meals. You are fed the whole time. The wine was flowing. Like no one cared. I don't know if the flight attendant like felt bad for me because I was by myself and I kept crying but like he kept pouring me a lot of red wine on my flight home I was like I was feeling good but anyways I was watching the holiday Jude Law super cute in it and I take back what I said I thought it was a really good movie like a perfect rom-com for Christmas did you say last year it was a it was a bad Christmas movie or just a bad movie? Just like, it was like a stupid, it's like one of the classic movies you watch around the holidays. And I just said it was stupid and I don't get why people like it. And it was boring. This year I watched <laughs> it on my flight home and I was crying and like emotional and it was amazing and it was everything. And I don't know. I also do have this weird theor- theory where like movies are better in the air. Like when I'm on a plane, movies are better than when I'm like on the ground. I think last year when you talked about this, I like went home and tried to watch it and I couldn't finish it. So maybe just like take a plane ride. Take a pl- Okay, I'll just Have book. like five to six glasses of wine. I only need what, a two hour plane ride? Where can I go for two hours? I don't know. It's like two New hours. York and back? New York and back. Go to New York and back, <laughs> throw it on. Jude Law's amazing. And like the scene where the older guy like goes out and he doesn't think anyone's gonna show up for him. And then he walks out and I'm gonna start crying and like everyone's there and they start clapping and like he realizes everyone showed up for him. Like I literally like, I was so emotional. I was like <laughs> sobbing, like literally hysterically crying to the point where like, Happy I think tears? people- 
like I don't know. Just emotional tears. I think like I don't usually cry. So there's like a period every now and then where like something will trigger me and I just like need to get it all out. But moral, that's not the point that I was trying to make. (laughs) Um, In between like crying and watching this movie, I was like kind of reflecting on my trip um, with my friend and kind of some stuff she was saying. So basically my best friend Liv, she has lived in London now for five years. And we had this like heart to heart when we were there and we went to college together. So she Mm -hmm. is like, you know, she was living in like the Boston area. We like went to UNH together and she said she was going to move to London for like a few years and then move home. And I always thought that she was going to move home. Like that was always the goal. She was like, I will move to Boston or New York or something. And you know, a year went by and then two years went by and now it's been five years. And I asked her, I was like, do you think you'll ever move back? And she was like, no, never. And she, I was just like, what? Like, why, why not? And she explained something that I actually think was like super, super intelligent. And she was like, listen, when I lived in Boston, like I loved it. We had great friends and it was an awesome city and we had a blast. She was like, but it wasn't until I moved to London that I realized like what it feels like to feel at home somewhere. And she kind of described like moving there and she was like the people that I met, like these are my people. Like I relate to them. I understand them. They understand me like the way the city is. Like I just, she's like, I can't explain it in any other way other than I felt like I was like, every time I come here, I felt like I was coming home. And as much as I loved Boston, like now when I go back there, she was like, it hits me like, it's just not home. And like, she doesn't take away from like how much I love my friends and stuff. It's just not home. And I don't know if I could ever leave. And when she said that, I was like, that is so crazy to me because I think a lot of times, like when we're in our mid twenties, like we spend so much time, like trying to figure out like, what job should I do? Like, who should I date? Like, where should I move and stuff? And I think, like sometimes the answer is, is like, you kind of have to go off of like where you're living, like how you feel when you're there. Like when you're, when you go to a place, like really paying attention to like, how the city makes you feel. Yes. Like when I'm here, like, do I feel comfortable? Cause like we've all been in a situation where like, I know like whenever I go on vacation, right? Like if I go to like Nashville or something like that, I have so much fun. But by like the last day, there's this little part of me that feels a little homesick, which is so weird, even though like I travel all the time, I still feel this like feeling in my chest where I'm like, I'm ready to go home. But like, there's some places I've been to like New York or London where I don't feel like that. Like by the last day, I'm like, I don't wanna leave. Like I feel like so comfortable here. And I feel like I don't, like I feel like most people probably don't spend enough time like thinking about like how important it is like before you settle down and like start a family if that's what you want or whatever to like find the place that you feel at home before you do those things. Right. And like put down roots. I think there's a piece of me that deep down knows that I would be so much happier and would thrive. And like, honestly, Florida in a warm, not just a warm client climate, but specifically Florida. I don't know why it's something about when I'm there. I just, it's like an, an indescribable feeling. I've never, yeah. Like I've never felt like that anywhere else. Like I just feel like, Florida is where I'm meant to be. And it's weird because I almost moved to Florida in eighth grade. I don't know why we didn't end up going, but we didn't. And I've always, I, you know, I applied to school when I was applying to colleges. I applied to school in Florida. I almost went, I got accepted to one college in Florida, but I ended up not going because I was stupid and let a boy hold me back. Oh, is that why you didn't go? Yeah, so dumb. Um, But I feel like there's been so many times when 
I don't know, the universe was pointing me in that direction and it never worked out. And I kind of just like gave up on it. But obviously we go to Miami every year and like there are times when I go to Florida that's not Miami and I just still feel like I should be here. And I feel like a lot of people don't always get that opportunity to either feel that feeling or like even know that it exists because maybe they don't have the luxury to travel as much. And, you know, they've like, there are people that haven't even left their home state or haven't left the country or haven't, you know, traveled to the other side of the country, wherever you're listening on. Um, So they don't know what's out there and they don't know, like I've never, I've, I've never been like a cold snow weather girl. Like I would not thrive in somewhere like Denver, Colorado or wherever cold, cold climates. Obviously I live in one, but (laughs) there's seasons and we get the warmth. And I just think that if people were to follow their heart, whatever, how corny that sounds, they would be able to live a much more fulfilled life. Cause I I give your friend a lot of credit for doing that. Cause I feel like that's not really the norm to like leave. Right. And And that's the hardest part is leaving. It is. And I think like what you said is so true because I think there, I don't know. I think a lot of us reach a point. Some of us honestly might like, we live where we live and like, we don't like, we're like happy and we're like, we're good. We don't have a desire to leave and that's fine. Um, It's also different for everyone, right? Like there's some people who live in the city and they're like, I, they feel the opposite. They're like, I can't wait to get the hell out of the city and like move somewhere a little bit more like remote. Like that's what will make them feel peaceful and happier. Um, which I know is like the, the case for my parents. Like after so many years of living in the city, they're like, they love living outside of the city, city now because they feel so much more peaceful there. But to your point, I think like there's like this element of like fear too, where it's like the hardest decision is just to like pick up, like wake up and make that decision and know that like, things are going to be different and you're taking such a big gamble on your life. And she was saying that she was like, we all graduated college and a bunch of us moved to Boston and some of us moved to New York city and she moved to another country and like did it by herself. And I'm sure it was like super, you know, scary, but like, I think she always knew like her, like her family, like um, a lot of them are from England originally, like they lived, they live in California, but a lot of them were originally from England. So I think she kind of just like, felt it like, wow, like I want to give this a try. And she did. And I'm sure it was scary, but like, she was just saying, she was like, I'm so thankful that I did. And it's also cool because just like seeing her now, like versus college, like she's always been like this, like bubbly, like fun person, but she's like glowing. Like you can just tell she's in her element, like the friends she has, like they get her and she's just like so happy. And I feel like seeing someone that you care about, like literally like glow like that and just be like in their right spot, like so confident, so sure of themselves. Like that makes you happy as a friend to see, you know what I mean? But I do think you're right. Like a lot of us, a lot of people might not get that chance, but I think like if you're going to take a risk, this is the time to do it. Cause especially if you're not completely tied down yet, like if you don't, it's a lot harder when you're like married with children. Like, again, if that's what you want to like up and move your whole family than it is when you're like 20 and single. And I think like recently, a lot of my friends, like a lot of my really close friends have like up and moved. Cause they're like, all right, like I am, you know, I'm not married. I am like, you know, just starting off in my career and I can transfer offices or like do whatever. And I'm just going to do it. And they have, and some of them have loved it and they've fallen in love with where they've lived. And others are like, yeah, like it was a great experience, but I'm going to move back. Cause like realistically, 
you can come back if it doesn't work out. So I just think it's like important. Like if you're, if you feel like you're like, I don't know. I feel like if you in your part, like have always felt something, like I think you should pursue it. Like, even if you don't have any reason to believe it, like I always thought ever since I was younger, like I was like, I want to live in like a big city. Like I want to live in New York. I want to live in Boston. I want to live in like, like London, like something like that. Even before I had even been to those places. But I feel like sometimes like you just like know in your heart, like what you want to do. I think moving to a new place too, it can be scary, especially when you don't have like a, a friend group or any friend for that matter. But it really takes time. Like I feel like you can, you know, travel somewhere, let's say Austin, Texas for a work trip or whatever, and you could love the environment. And then you decide, I love it so much. Like I'm actually going to move, but then you, you move there and then it's not what you expected because you know, you, you don't have a group of people, like you don't have a built in tour guide to show you all the cool spots. And it can be super discouraging. Like I remember when I first moved to Boston, the first year that I lived here, I didn't know anything but Southie. I didn't know where to go out. I didn't know what the cool spots were to go to. I didn't know, I didn't even know what all the neighborhoods were. Like it literally took me probably like two full years to know like what's the difference between Southie and South End. Like I had no idea. And then once I really learned Boston, I fell in love with it. Like I I liked it, but I wasn't like sold on Boston. I was like, yeah, this is a nice place to live. It's way better than Rhode Island. Like thank God to get out of there. Like anything's better than living in my small, small town in the small state but it took me time to really appreciate where I was living. And I feel like so many people like get up and just go because it's just not clicking right away. But I really do think it takes time. And I think if you just stick it out, you'll be able to really adjust to where you are and it'll be worth it if you just stay. I completely agree. I also think there's a huge difference between like, running from your problems and like going True. somewhere because that's how you feel because I feel like that's important to note too I think the other like end of this that I see sometimes is people who like anytime life gets hard anytime something happens they're like all right I'm just gonna like move somewhere else or I'm just gonna like change jobs or just gonna find new friends and sometimes that is necessary but if you find yourself constantly restarting I feel like maybe that might not be the most healthy too yeah. so that's not really like so much what we're talking about here I think it's more so like when you just like, maybe you're perfectly happy and like life's going well, but you just feel like you have like this, like calling, like your heart is telling you that like, you want to go do something like you should just freaking go do it. Like, I feel like that's like the number one thing we took away from the pandemic, like as shitty as it was of a time. I feel like it really made us realize like when we were sitting there doing nothing every single day, it was like groundhog's day that I was like, wow, like I am not going to take any of my life for granted ever again. And I feel like that's why I've like tried to put such such an emphasis the past like year or so on like traveling and experiencing things and like whatever, because I was like, I like, you just don't want to take it for granted. So I feel like if you want to do something, you should just try it and you never know. Like it could be cool. Like one of my best friends, she like was you know, single all through college and like we graduated and she decided she wanted to move down to Nashville and she did it. And she like met a guy her first week there and now she's married and happy and she like loves living in the South. And like, obviously it's not going to be the case for everyone, but she just like, she didn't move to Nashville to like meet this guy, but she moved to Nashville because she always believed that like, that's just like where she wanted to go. And it like kind of worked out for her, which I think is awesome. 
I feel like we both have that place in our heart where it's like mine is Florida and yours is New York. Yeah. And here we are. In Boston. In Boston. Because relationships Together, are, though. Relationships are about family. compromise. I know. I know. Also, we would be hard-pressed to get the boys out of the Northeast. Oh, they, Mr. Like, Man they would love, not go. They love to ski too much. I know. It's so annoying. Maybe someday. Maybe we will make it big enough to one day, like, have second residences. Well, that's, like, that's cool. my goal. Yeah. If I'm not going to take the plunge to just uproot and go to Florida. My goal is to be able to either own property there so I can go whenever I want or just make enough money that I can just go whenever I want. Right. So that I could be a snowbird when I'm Lucky in my thirties. Lucky girl syndrome. We will, know. we will do it. It will happen. No, Good it will. Things are coming. All right. Let's do product spotlight because I feel like it's literally been like a month. since we've Maybe done, longer. Maybe longer. You start. Um. Okay. I'm going with, a blanket. I am a blankie girl. I had my Don't baby. Don't say blankie girl. I was. I had my baby blanket for like no. ever. Okay. You and you and my other best friend, Ashley, like <laughs> what is it with my friends who just still have their baby blankets? Um, I don't still have mine. You don't. But I had mine like well into high school. Okay. That, I guess that's okay. And Ashley's isn't a true baby blanket. I think she got it's it a, in high school. Just, oh, okay. Like, or, it's, or maybe it's like an emotional school. support blanket. Thank you. <laughs> um, but this one is my new blankie. Um, I actually saw it on TikTok because I'm basic. It's the <laughs> Casa Luna chunky knit bed blanket from Target. It's the brand is called Casa Luna and the item is chunky knit bed blanket. I'm not kidding. I got it in the color natural, which is like a really pretty mm, beige, I guess you'd call it. It's a natural color, whatever you want to call it. It's just like super natural. It's natural. And (laughs) I'm not telling, I'm I'm not telling, I'm not kidding. This blanket, it's nothing more than a show blanket. I fold it very nicely so that it's at the edge of my bed and it just brings me so much joy. I feel like Ever since we moved, I have really tried to put a little bit more effort into the aesthetic of my living environment. And even though I do not cuddle with this emotional support blanket, it is my emotional support blanket. Like it brings you joy. Because it brings me joy. Every time I have my bed made and I have this at the bottom, I just really feel like it elevates the room and the bed and it makes me feel like an adult. And it's really soft. If you guys do want to cuddle with it, like, Absolutely. But I will say it does like not pill, but like, it's like, did you see it the last time you came over? I don't remember. I don't think I did. I, I don't blame I you. I feel like you would have told it's me just about a blanket. it. It was there, but I didn't bring it up because it's, it's a blanket. It is $60, but I really do think it's worth it. It comes in a bunch of other colors. Um, but I saw it on TikTok because it's like that aesthetically pleasing. I just feel like there's some things like it's the little things. It really make, is. Like there, there are things that I've like dumped money on that like I don't even look at twice. But there are just like those certain things that I have in your apartment that mm-hmm. just make you feel so happy to be alive. Which I know, I know. sounds like I have this little like glass espresso like cup. Yeah. And. I don't, and I lost the the set. It's like a, it's supposed to be a matching set. It's just one. And I make my matching copy. It's one of those like clear you ones. used to. Clear. I know oh. I used to make my morning <laughs> copies. That is like so depressing, but it's like 
one of those clear ones and it was probably like six dollars but like that thing in the morning brings me so much joy Mm -hmm. like making a coffee out of a regular mug just doesn't do it for me it has to be that one no i'm with you and it makes me so happy but now it just reminds me of the fact that i can't drink coffee (laughs) Um, throw them out (laughs) so i'm gonna throw it out i will say though you cannot find it in store ever it's like really really hard and if you do oh also i got the size full queen um they have like a king one but i have a queen size bed and it's it's very long. So I feel like if you're going to drape it over your bed, like I did, like get the full queen. I almost got the king, but I would have regretted it immediately. immediately. So get the full queen and, and buy it online. Cause you won't find it in store. Cause everyone that's basic has it. Okay. So if you want to be basic, get it. Yeah. Speaking of basic, I know I'm like super late to this, but mine is the Huda um, beauty. Um, easy bake, loose bake. Wait, what? Easy bake oven. Easy, easy bake. <laughs> Loose. <laughs> what is it? Easy bake loose baking and setting powder in shade pound cake from Sephora. Oh, oh angry. I, I know that the Huda Beauty like setting powder has been like I feel like most people use it at this point, but I actually don't own a single product. Okay, so but I am it the... is a setting powder. I like usually don't use setting powders, but this one specifically, like I'll do it under like under my eyes in the morning after putting my makeup on. I feel like it just makes them look so much brighter and lighter. And if you're someone that has a complex skin where like every now and then like your like T zone gets a little early, I feel like just like patting it on there, it just like brightens up your face. And like you're you still have like bronzer on the other areas, but it just like the color. It also smells like weirdly good. What does it smell like? I don't know. It just smells amazing. Like vanilla. I, I imagine it I'm smells not good like at like describing scents, but it cake. smells yeah, vanilla it smells cake. Like vanilla cake. Um, but it's shade pound cake is the one that I really like. I think it's like it's not I hate when setting powders have like a yellowish tint to them or they're like too orange or like it's none of that. It's like the perfect color. It's thirty five dollars at Sephora. I highly recommend. Okay. I'm here for it. I, I'll go, I'll buy anything you tell me to. Thank you. So. Thank you. I also really like your nails. I like that color. I'm inspired. It's metallic. I want to get black Or metallic. what is it called? Chrome. Black chrome. Like I got black with the chrome on it. I know. It. And I'm going to do that now because I really like them. I'm going to do uh, red next maybe. Okay. Red we can switch. Or white chrome. Okay. I don't know. And maybe if I'm feeling jolly, I'll get red. That's but every cute. time I get red, I regret it. Get my color. Chili pepper. They don't freaking have it. Well, that's all we have for you this week, guys. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. <laughs> what? I don't Wait, know. what is happening? This is where we say goodbye. <laughs> what is happening? I don't want to. You don't want to. No. Is there something else you want to talk about? No. I don't really want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll go talk to all the you baddies. You're going to work holiday party tomorrow. Is that what you're going to say? No. Nope. You, are you wearing something cute? No. Are you? No. You probably are. You're probably going to look so cute. No, I didn't want to talk about anything. I just had a brain fart, okay? Abby and I both have our work holiday parties coming up this week, and we're really excited for them. No. Okay. That's all we had for you guys (laughs) this week. Follow us on Instagram, drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok, drinksafterwork, no underscore. And if you're a girl living in the Boston area who's single or not single, please join our private Facebook group. We have 7,000 girls who are looking to make new friends. Become a Boston baddie today. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Bye, baddies. We'll see you baddies next week.